Welcome to the House of Cinema podcast. I am your host, Joe Aragon. With me today, Sydney, and in the house today, we are recapping August. Sydney, I want to point out to you one thing. In our recap of July, you said to me, I'm really excited for August. I think it's going to be a good month. Those are like your exact words. You said, I think August is going to be a really good or fun month. You were positive about the month. I just want to point that out. I thought you might bring that up. Um, <laughs> I was, I, uh, I think I was very wrong. But yeah, yeah. We're about to get to the bottom of that. We are about to get to the bottom of that. It was a month. Uh, a lot of movies came out. Let's just say that. Not so many, a good amount of theatrical releases, but a ton of streaming movies came out. And I wrote down 18 of them. There was definitely more than 18. I know I've only seen like 13 of these. I know you've seen like 14 of these. It was a wild month for streaming films, but a not-so-great month for theatrical films. So yeah, we will get to the bottom of that, because I went into August really positive and, and happy because of your words of encouragement, <laughs> and I'm leaving August feeling pretty uh, lukewarm. Uh, how did you feel about August? Um, yeah, I definitely... Well, as you know, I was actually on vacation for two weeks, in the middle of August. So I came back and I watched like every movie in like a week. And I definitely was getting tired of like the straight to streaming, like not so good movies, which yeah. there were definitely quite a few of. Peacock and Paramount Plus both kind of had big months, which is interesting. And they have a lot of stuff uh, lined up. But on streaming, there were a couple we're going to talk about that I thought were surprisingly okay yeah i don't want to paint august as like a terrible month it wasn't january 2022 where that was like abysmal there were some movies that were decent here there's some movies i really liked but there was a lot maybe more that i hated yes it was definitely overall like I guess a negative. I think I had way more negatively rated movies than positively rated ones. And I think I just had expectations because August is like the summer month. Like it's supposed to be like fun summer movies. But I think like most of them happened in July. And then September is really shaping up to be a good month. Yeah. In August, everything kind of, it kind of got the, kind of got the lame movies. A lot of the lame movies and it's, which is really surprising because like you, I always thought August is still like prime summer month. I mean, I don't know. I guess kids are going to school earlier and earlier every every year. Mm. But I assumed, yeah, something big will come out in August. But like looking at these lists of movies, the biggest movie to come out in August was Bullet Train, I think. Like in terms of like scope, like how big of a movie. Other than yeah. that, I don't know. I think that's the biggest movie. I mean, I guess maybe 3,000 Years of Longing, is a big movie, Who, but... No one knows that movie <laughs> even existed. But, but uh, I don't know. The studios failed to market it at all, so it made, like, pennies. So, yeah. kind of surprising. I mean, the biggest movie I saw in August was Jaws, and that technically I saw that early, and that came out, like, September. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, August was pretty lame. And like you said, September is shaping up to be a much better month. You know, your your track record for calling out months right now is kind of shaky, <laughs> but I kind of agree with you that September seems like it's going to be good. 
Yeah, don't listen to me. I'm infamous for like when pre- when predicting things, I just say the first thing that that comes to mind. There's well, no there's no logic. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> well, at the very end of this episode, we'll get your prediction for September, and then we'll revisit it when September ends. You know, maybe okay. you can redeem yourself. May uh, I hope so. So here's what we'll do. We'll exactly what we did last time. We're gonna go through each movie in chronological order, talk about it, and then basically say yay we recommend it nay we don't recommend it fairly Sounds straightforward we're going to spend more time on the bigger movies and less time on the smaller movies obviously but we'll definitely get our two cents in on a few of these let's start with the big one bullet train was one of the first movies to come out in august arguably the biggest movie to come out in august your initial reactions to bullet train um, so Bullet Train was one of the few times that my friends came to the movies with me. And it was like very impromptu, like everyone spontaneously really wanted to go. And I had an absolute blast. I like eat your heart out, Matt Lynch. I thought it was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> there was de- there's definitely a way you could look at it that like, okay, there's a lot about Bullet Train that is not top of the line. But all I wanted to do was go with my friends and have fun and it absolutely delivered. What did you think? I think the same thing. I feel like my expectations for the movie were uh, kind of a roller coaster for this film. I feel like leading up to Bullet Train, I would say two months before its release, I was really, really hyped. So excited. I would say like beginning of summer, May of this year, I was like, I'm so ready for Bullet Train to come out. And then the closer we got to the release date, the less excited I was getting. And I don't know if I was getting hmm. fatigued from the trailer or the poster was just so ugly that I was really <laughs> we not into it anymore. on social media have just hated that poster. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. So bad. I can't wait to talk about the worst posters of the year. And this <laughs> one might be the worst one still. I don't know. The Far From Home re-release. The, the more funner stuff, whatever it's <laughs> called. I don't know what it's fucking called. That poster is atrocious. Like, holy hell, it is so bad. Yeah, I wasn't surprised, but definitely not great. I feel like I shouldn't be surprised, but there's been so much conversation about how just awful these posters are. You feel like at some point somebody should be listening. Like, who's the social media person over at Marvel or at Sony or Disney? Like, shouldn't they be, like, gauging this, like, their reactions? Well, that's the thing is that I actually have been noticing improvements in posters overall, but Marvel, it's like, they're riding so high, I really just don't think they give a shit. They're like, you know, whatever we give people, they'll eat it up. Let's just give them like the same poster, but now it has all three Spider-Men on it. That's a strong possibility that I (laughs) would not doubt at all. It just blows my mind how ugly these posters keep coming out like it's just gross it's not gross but it's just like i can't believe it the black adam poster was released today terrible looks so bad really it's awful i haven't seen it no it's not good i don't know i don't know what's going on but these posters are ugly anyways what i'm getting at is that i was not excited for bullet train maybe like two weeks before it i was ready to watch it but i wasn't like what i felt back in may and then i went into it and i had a great time like I, i was actually really shocked to see the amount of negative criticism surrounding the movie. Like I expected obviously some criticism, but like not a Rotten Tomato score of like less than 70. And it was what? It's like, I think it's like hovering around 50 to 60. Is it? Yeah, that is definitely, I remember seeing it and being like, that's pretty low. 
like, I don't know. It's like, do we really need to be sticklers about it? There were definitely things like, I think a lot of the jokes are reused a lot in the Mm. movie. Some of the characters I found annoying at certain times and the ending was a little ridiculous. But otherwise, I thought it was like surprisingly well done. I thought it was funny. I thought it was very funny. You're right. Some of the jokes are repeated and reused a lot. I mean, specifically the Thomas the Tank Engine joke (laughs) is it's used a lot in the movie. And after a while, it gets a little unfunny. It's the... Screaming goats of Thor: Love and Thunder. Is oh my god! Thomas no, Tank nothing. Nothing is as bad as the <laughs> screaming <too> dramatic? goats. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. I was not a fan of the story. Like, I don't know. I feel like when you do a story like this, where and this is going to be non-spoilers, so I won't spoil anything for people who haven't seen it yet. But when there's a story that's trying to connect, you know, ten different characters essentially. There's a lot of exposition and almost mm. too much exposition with the point like we stop the narrative to go back and get a backstory for each character, which really slows things down. Uh, I wasn't a fan of that. And the other point that I like to make is that it's cool. Like there's a huge cast. It's like that's the appeal to this movie is like uh, Brad Pitt's in it and Brian Tyree Henry's in it. And Zazie Beetz is in it and Bad Fucking Bunny is in it. <laughs> but the issue with that is naturally someone's not going to get enough time. And I think that there were some characters I really, really liked and they were killed off within like five to six minutes of us meeting them. And that was a little unfortunate. I think a lot of people who are fans of certain characters might feel that way too. But I feel like I, cl- I complained a lot, because, but I liked the movie. That's what I mean to, to say. <laughs> I actually really liked it still. It was still a lot of fun. Um, David Leach, who's done a lot of action in the past, whether that be in stunt choreography or directing it, I think it worked. I don't know. I would recommend it. Yeah, I would too. It's just a fun action blockbuster. And I think it's like, it says something that we wanted to see more of those characters, which I will not say who is not there for very long. I forgot uh, Zazie Beetz was even in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, but... like, hint, hint, hint. Wink, wink, wink. Wink, wink. But I would love a Lemon and Tangerine spinoff. Do you think that's what they're trying to do next? I feel like that's the plan. I feel like the the reason why there's so many of these characters and there's so much exposition for so many of these characters is to get spinoffs for these characters. The Bullet Train cinematic universe. I think it'll happen. I will not be surprised if we get a Lemon and Tangerine movie at all. Maybe. I just need Aaron Taylor Johnson more. That's fair. He was gone for too long. Was he gone for a long time? Kind of. I, I guess know. he was in Tenet. I didn't know. I forget he's in Tenet. Oh, he was in Tenet. Oh my gosh, I forgot that. And I just saw him in um, Nocturnal Animals, but yeah, he's in that. Not the biggest Wait. role. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the, uh, the fictitious really murderer guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's he's around. He's around. He's, he's gonna, be, gonna cra- be Craven the Hunter. Craven the Hunter. Yeah. Have you read the, the Sony verse? Uh, no, I haven't. But I am a big fan of the Sony verse. Ironically or seriously? Um. I haven't decided. <laughs> I think it's like camp. It's just kind of funny to me. Yeah, I mean, I feel like people use that word camp as like an excuse for something that's actually not good. Like, I don't know. Is Venom camp or is it just not good? I think it's camp. What about Morbius? Well, Mor- mm. <laughs> Morbius? <laughs> Morbius is something that has, has not happened before. It created a new brand of bad. True, true. <laughs> What else is in the Sonyverse besides Morbius and Venom? 
Um, we're gonna get Madam Web. Oh, see, like I don't think that's gonna be camp though. Like if that's if that's bad, it's just gonna be bad. I don't think it's gonna be intentionally campy. Okay, maybe it's so bad it's good. Maybe it's not camp because that would have to be intentional. Maybe it's just so bad it's good. I, I maybe I just like it. Ironically, we'll leave it at that. Okay, I think okay. it's just funny. Yeah, the Craven the Hunter story. I mean, people are obviously already complaining on Twitter about it, but from what I understand, Craven is like the anti-hero and. I read, I don't know for sure, so if I'm reading the wrong sources, I'm sorry, everybody who's listening, <laughs> but I've read that Craven is like an animal lover and protects animals and is potentially like vegetarian or something like that, and someone's hunting, like po- he's like hunting poachers, I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Twitter is up in arms about it, obviously, <laughs> they're up in arms about everything, but I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested, of course, I'm interested. Yeah, since it's him, I'm interested. I don't know anything about, yeah, the story or anything, but but we'll see. We'll okay. see. Uh, next, oh, so wait, we we are recommending this, right? That's our final conclusion. Yes, big yeah. yay! It's very fun. Watch big it with yay. your with your friends and family. Perfect. Uh, bodies, bodies, bodies. A24's movie. Did you check out Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Yes, I did. I actually totally forgot that that was an August movie. You know what? I was worried you didn't see it because I checked on Letterboxd. I don't think you have a review on it yet. Yeah, I actually apparently forgot that I saw it because I haven't logged it on Letterboxd. (laughs) Because that was, I saw it like the day or two days before I left and was like, I can't conjure up thoughts about this right now. (laughs) I'll do it another time. Fair. That's very fair. Uh, Okay, well, now you have to conjure up thoughts now. Uh, yes your thoughts on bodies 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 um after i had some time to sit with it i i definitely liked it i had some friends who came out of it and were like instant classic like five stars it was like perfectly done like one of the best movies to deal with like real like gen z isms and all that and i which i like definitely agree with i thought i thought the that whole part of it was really well done kind of balancing like the real struggles with like the entitlement of all of the characters and all the different stuff they had going on like all the like therapy speak and stuff like that was really funny i don't know if i loved the ending Mm, i it took me a while to make up my mind but i don't think i liked the ending all that much what did you think well Well, oh this is no spoilers no spoilers i won't say the ending i will say i liked the ending however when I walked out, I, it took some time to really grapple with it because I think there is an expectation for the ending and it really subverts that expectation. It's really not something I predicted. And ultimately, I was okay with it. And I thought it, it fit the kind of thematic, the theme they're trying to go for in the movie. So I don't mind it. But I remember saying in my review on social media, I said, like, there will be people who don't like the ending. And, like, that's just something that you're going to have to discuss with yourself and figure out if you like it or not um but overall the movie itself i i really enjoyed and i might be a little biased because of the setting i saw it in it was like a early comic-con screening the cast was there so maybe i was extremely hyped to be there and so my viewing is a little bit more skewed than other people but i thought it was a lot of fun and i love the cast Rachel Sennett, who can be in everything at this point. I would watch her do whatever. She's hilarious and she's great in this movie. I'm not really a huge Pete Davidson fan, but I found him to be really good in this as well. 
I don't know. I, I liked everybody in the, in the everybody in the movie. I thought it was funny. I was worried that all the Gen Z vocabulary, vernacular, all the you know big buzzwords were going to get a little annoying. Um, but I thought they handled it really well. I thought it was really funny, and it wasn't like overwhelmingly Gen Z where it was annoying. I thought it was a good balance of who done it and Gen Z humor, and I thought it was really funny. I agree. Like they really committed to the bit, and I thought that like the who done it like horror part of it was really well done. There were some sequences that were like so riveting just because of the paranoia and how panicked everyone was, and you didn't know what was going to happen. I remember my my theater was like really rowdy and like reacting to that stuff. Um, and I agree, Rachel's Senate is amazing. Anyone who's listening to this, if you haven't seen Shiva Baby, go watch it. Perfect movie. Um, I love Shiva Baby. I thought Lee Pace was awesome also. The whole yeah. cast, it was an awesome ensemble cast. They were yeah. all excellent. Agree. Agreed. Recommending it, yay or nay? Big yay. Big yay as well. Yeah, I think when... <laughs> This comes out to like a VOD or people can rent it. I think uh, a lot of people should take the opportunity to watch it because it's actually a fun movie to watch with uh, with friends and family at home. It could be a good time. Yeah, I like it a yeah. lot. Have you played sleepover movie bodies 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 before or like a game like that? Um, what it, and I like forget. It's basically like Among Us, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it is. It is. No. You've got like every fourteen-year-old boy who's listening right now to like get ears perk up. You're just so excited. It's taken over from the thing as the Among Us movie. But no, I have it. The closest I've got is playing like Werewolf. Have you ever played Werewolf? Yeah, I played it one time when I was a kid. I played like at Science Camp. I played it once, which was it's pretty fun. fun. They're kind of different, but. Yeah, but the premise or like the goal is the same essentially. So, um, yeah, yeah I've, I I kind of want to play it now in real life as an adult, see if it's as fun. I don't know, maybe yeah. it's not. Uh, okay, Easter Sunday. Did you watch that? Oh no, I didn't. I did not watch that. Sorry, Easter oh, okay. Sunday fans. We did not watch it. <laughs> um, I don't it know. Cute. Yeah, I heard it's good. I think I don't know I'm not Filipino so I can't really connect with it that way but I think I think it's great for Filipino representation to get a movie like this so cool yeah everyone go check it out yeah go check it out tell us if it's good let us know let us know (laughs) uh 13 lives did you watch this one no I actually started it um it's really long I I didn't finish it exactly why but, i didn't watch it because <laughs> okay. was... I've, I've heard great things it is just long and some of these streaming movies i'll watch while i'm like folding laundry or something but since it's mostly not in english i was like i really have to be paying attention to this movie yeah yeah and haven't carved out the time but i kind of regret it because people it was a lot of people it was one of their favorites of the month so I've heard some mixed things from like critics who I really admire say it's not good. Then I've heard from people that are just more casually saying it's great. I don't know. It it does kind of give me icky vibes. I don't like the exploitation exploitation of a catas- catastrophe. It's like catastrophe. Mm. That's not a word. Uh, <laughs> catastrophe like this so soon. Like this just happened. What a year ago? Essentially, I know. With these retellings of real life events, like the turnaround is getting quicker and quicker. It's kind of jarring. Yeah, like they that's were talking like, issue with it. Like yeah. it feels like, oh, we're waiting for this, you know, this event to conclude. Hopefully it has a happy ending so we can turn it into a movie. Like feels really kinda I don't know, grimy. Like it doesn't feel yeah. 
really, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> and so I was really hesitant to watch it, which is why I haven't watched it yet. Also, it's very long, but the cast is really good. It has a Viggo Mortensen and Colin Farrell and Joel Edgerton. It's like an all-star cast. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll get to it. I just, yeah, I don't know. Just hard for me to turn it on right now knowing that this just happened. So like, do we really need a movie on it right now? It is. It is fundamentally a little icky. And I know all these things, like we just heard the announcement about the, um, like the whole GameStop thing. And then it's like Adam yeah, McKay yeah, yeah. with the January 6th movie. I'm like, can we, this is enough. <laughs> yeah. So like if it doesn't lead, if it's not based on people's suffering, I care a little bit less. So like the GameStop thing, do it i don't give a shit like it's just people it's if, if anything it's rich people who are suffering so i really don't give a shit <laughs> and i'm totally fine with a gamestop stock movie um uh but like when it's based on a this one's children suffering is really tough for me to like turn on and there was just a documentary on this too like on disney plus like the same month maybe or in july they released a documentary on this actually i have heard of that and that's my thought a lot of the time is that like documentary filmmaking needs more attention anyways and even with bio as much as i love biopics and love seeing the performances i almost always think it's it's you know we should all just be watching documentaries a lot of the time yeah so like this definitely overshadowed the documentary but i've heard good things about the documentary which i would be more inclined to watch that because it's less of a for-profit type of film um and not obviously not dramatization so anyways Long story short, I haven't seen 13 Lives. You've seen the beginning. So we'll have to circle back to that towards the end of the year if we need yeah. to. And I doubt it'll be an awards conversation, but maybe I'll get to it. Next up is ooh, is Apple TV's luck. Ooh. Skydance Media luck. Not a Pixar movie, as some people not might have Pixar thought it movie. was. It may try to be a Pixar movie, but it's not. Um, God. I did not like this movie. I probably gave it, I think I gave it two stars and part of me feels like that's even too high, but I was not a fan of luck. How do you feel? Um, I think I felt the exact same way. I gave it two stars and I was like, you know what? This is only because it so lazily copies Pixar that it's like passable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it was just, you know, there were some parts of it that I found cute I found charming. I thought the voice acting was great. Like I liked Simon Pegg as the cat. I really, I think the concept of luck is like so cool, but the way they went about it, I was like, okay. Like it was all just very safe, very generic, but for little kids, it's probably great. Yeah. I mean, throw it in front of a kid and they're going to likely watch it and enjoy it. But as like, a piece of film that I have to criticize and review and think critically about. Oh, I do not do not like it. And and yeah, it is clearly a carbon copy of a Pixar film. It really is inside out, but with luck. And I mean that in the most literal sense, <laughs> there are some like plot twists and moments like the climax of the film is essentially inside out. Uh, which is really kind of jarring to watch. If you haven't seen Luck or even heard of Luck, it's basically we follow this girl who's like the unluckiest girl in the whole world. Um, She has shit luck. 
are, are they implying she's an orphan? Are they implying she's an orphan because of her shit luck, by the way? Which was such a weird thing to think about. No, that was not my impression, but I don't think they made any effort to not make it seem that way. Like, <laughs> the movie starts with her as a kid orphan, and, like, she thinks she's going to get adopted, and then the parents or the future parents are like, nah, just kidding, we're not going to adopt her. And she grows up in the orphanage, and it's like, I thought it was almost implying, oh, she just has shit luck, which is why <laughs> she's an orphan. Well, then it's like the whole thing is she's trying to get luck for, like, her orphanage orphan friend like her orphan friend and she's like unless i if i don't get her this luck like she's not gonna get adopted that's fucked up um yeah they're kind of that's like that's like a big topic (laughs) they're kind of taking on there that's a really Um, it's really yeah it's a complicated (laughs) subject about our really shitty orphanage system in the united states and it's not really about luck that people don't get adopted it's actually nothing about luck that people get adopted or don't get adopted so kind yes. of a interesting like way to use luck and try to make a movie about luck. Um, yeah, did not did not like this movie at all. Like I agree with you completely. I like the voice performances. Simon Pegg as a cat was fantastic, but <laughs> oh man, there's just so much better out there that like yeah you could you could show it to a kid and a kid would probably really enjoy it. But you know what? You could also show your kid Monsters, Inc. and Inside Out and so many other better films that, like, why show them this? You know, I'm not going to question your parenting. Do whatever you want. Hey, it's your kid. (laughs) But, like, there's better out there. There is better. And as we've been talking about it, I am now remembering that I was consistently very frustrated that nothing in the movie makes sense. Like, it doesn't follow its own rules. (laughs) And even the land of luck, which is like, she visits the land of luck and it's not that creative. (laughs) Like, it's just like kind of everything you expect. There's like leprechauns there and (laughs) rabbits there. Like, it's not that clever. It's like, it's not. Well, and then she walks around and they're, and they say what? She's like a leprechaun from like, Transylvania or something, and that's Sweden why she's tall. or like Norway, <laughs> and everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, okay." Such a lazy, <laughs> such a lazy excuse. Yeah, it's. Oh, yeah, we anyways. could do a whole commentary. The point is, <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> it's not that good. I just don't like the excuse that, oh, it's for kids, so it's good, or like it's for kids. Oh like, yeah. Kids movies are so good nowadays that like the excuse it's for kids. It's such a bullshit excuse. Like. That's not an excuse anymore. Kids movies can be really, really good. Uh, this one this one is not. Exactly. I think they should be held to the same standards. Because you don't want to be showing your kid, like, dumb shit. Yeah. Then yeah. they're going to, you know, they should be watching art. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, we're not telling you how to parent your child. Do yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. Do, we're not do, judging you. We're do not whatever judging you, you want. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, anyways. Uh, recommending luck? I am saying nay. I am saying nay. Dope. Okay. Uh, moving on. Got me heated. Um, <laughs> they slash them. I did not watch this. Did you watch this? I did watch this. Is it as bad as I think it is? Uh, it it wasn't good. We'll say that. Um, it was kind of like a... But it wasn't bad probably in the way that you would think based on the premise. It just did like kind of absolutely nothing with a really interesting idea. And it, it was like, I thought it was going to just kind of be like a fun slasher, you know, like Kevin Bacon, whatever. 
And I thought a lot of the kind of like younger, uh, newer actors were really great, but I don't know. Like, I don't even remember a lot about it because it wasn't even really a slasher and it wasn't much of like an insightful commentary. It was just kind of like, not like it kind of ended up doing neither. Interesting. Okay. So I, I, it's a nay from me. I think it's been a nay from most people. It hasn't gotten great reviews, but I like, you know, I like the effort. I like the idea. It just wasn't very good. I know this is an episode of non-spoilers, but I, I want you to spoil it for me. So if you are dying to hear <laughs> or watch they slash them, you can skip literally two minutes from now. Can you spoil the movie for me? Because I don't intend to watch it. And I just I want to what's the twist? Like, what's the catch here? Um, well, first of all, yeah, such a clever title. It presents itself as a nice conversion camp, but it's actually an evil conversion camp. And it turns out one of the employees was one of the kids that was there one time. And she's the one who's been killing everyone as like revenge. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like there was nothing all that interesting going on. Wow. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, that's a nay from you, you said. (laughs) <laughs> that's a nay okay so. uh let's talk about prey prey Yay. came out early august uh my favorite movie of august i'll be uh transparent as possible mine too i loved prey a lot i really really enjoyed this i i feel like my fatigue with the predator franchise had reached an all-time high after the shane black movie and i was like man i don't i don't really care if i never see a predator movie ever again and so when this was announced, I was excited because Jan Dan Trachtenberg was attached to it. And then I was not excited when I learned it was going to be a Hulu streaming exclusive. And then I was very excited when I finished the movie because it was fantastic. But it felt really sad that they didn't get a theatrical release because I would have loved to see this in theaters. Prey rules. I, I have like nothing bad to say against it. I think Prey absolutely rules. Um, what do you think about it? Yeah, that seems to be the consensus. Like, pray rules, pray rocks. Unless unless you're like a really fragile man, it's not the consensus. Yeah, unless you're judging it not in good faith. But (laughs) (laughs) I think that, and you know, I don't think pray is perfect. I think pray is something that people think is just like like something that I would describe as like an awesome project that totally has flaws but it's kind of like it feels like this grassroots effort to like bring the franchise back to basics make it for everyone and totally like revitalize it with this like i I mean i love the concept of bringing the predator back to this like very like raw like kind of survival um like one-on-one battle again yeah. like it just it just kind of rocked um yeah. amber Midthunder. her name's amber right yep yeah uh she was great i i loved everything about the cast i like the exactly what you said i love that it brought it back to like this pre-civilization type world where not only do the humans not have really any like guns or advanced weaponry but even the predator itself has more rudimentary weapons you know we don't have the laser cannon we've seen in all the other predator movies it's definitely a scaled back version of the predator and yeah i think it like resets everything really really nicely and for the first time in what 20 something maybe 30 years i feel 
optimistic about the Predator franchise again. Like, I feel like if this is the direction they go with it, I will happily keep watching more Predator movies. So, yeah, I I really loved it. I would 100% recommend this to anybody. Yeah, I think a lot of people share in that, like, that they're, like, actually excited about the franchise again. I'm not someone who, like, the Predator franchise has my name written all over it, but I was never really into it. And so I binged most of the movies. I think the only one I didn't, I haven't seen now is um, Predator 2, which people seem mixed on. So here's my thing on Predator 2. I thought everybody hated it for the longest time. I've, I've seen it twice, and I've always thought it was fine and then prey came out and all of a sudden i feel like people were like reclaiming it and saying predator hmm. 2 rules i don't know maybe i need to rewatch it with like a new lens because i've always thought it to be kind of corny i mean it takes place in la during a heat wave in the early 90s and it's just not as interesting as the first predator but i don't know i don't know i think there's merit to it i think people who like it like it for good reasons. I don't. I, I I want to revisit it for a third time because I feel like I might have new appreciation for it. Yeah, I I that was another one that I watched the first like twenty twenty five minutes and it was giving me like John Carpenter vibes in a way. Yeah, and it does. Like, it does oh, it does it? Okay, I was like, I wonder if this sticks around for the whole time. But I definitely want to watch it eventually. It's not as the. I think the ending is pretty weak, and that's where like I have issues with it. And the final like confrontation battle is kind of. I don't know. It just doesn't really work for me. But yeah, I don't know. I, I need to revisit as well. You know, especially especially considering Prey actually connects to Predator 2. Out of all the Predator movies, it's the only movie it connects to is Predator 2. So there's more merit to rewatching it now. Really? Well, connecting to how? Because doesn't it have the gun that's yeah. in... Yeah, Predator 2. Oh, why did I think it was in the original Predator? Oh, yeah, no, Predator 2, yeah. So the glo- oh. the old pistol they have in Prey is the pistol in Predator 2, where in Predator 2, spoilers, Danny Glover defeats the Predator, and as, like, a reward, the other Predators give him that pistol. Huh. So that is, uh, I mean, it's kind of more of a reason to watch Predator 2 now because Prey connects to it and prey doesn't really connect to predator one at all or any of the other predators so who knows how what's canon or what's not canon but predator 2 seems like to be the most important movie to watch in that franchise right now okay wow i better get on it yeah Yeah. it's a fun it's a fun little franchise i liked catching up on it and yeah prey rocks anyone who's listening if you haven't watched it go watch it i hope one day it's a pipe dream i'd love to see it in theaters that would be so cool that would be so cool I would love to see that. I agree. I agree. Okay, perfect. We both say yay and pray. Fall. Fall. You saw Fall, right? I did see Fall. What are your thoughts on Fall? Opening night, baby. Um, (laughs) I I liked Fall a lot to the point that I gave it two and a half stars. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? I think I liked it more than that. Um, And I just gave it that because I... I am acknowledging what it is objectively. It's like a stupid little thriller. Yeah. But I love stupid little thrillers and Prey. And I, and I am probably going to draw comparisons between Prey, or not Prey, Fall and Beast. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, because they are similar. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about both. But 
fall um, to me was like much more gut wrenching, and I thought it was like a very um, like visceral experience. Like I literally felt nauseous. It was mm-hmm. like like vertigo inducing. The way um, I forget the director's name, but the way he was shooting it, I thought the effects were great. I don't know. Like I liked it a lot. I think you were kind of a fan too, right? Yeah, I think I'm like in the exact same boat you are. I gave it a two and a half star out of five, but I probably could have given it a three because I had a great time watching it. I saw it alone in a theater that had maybe maybe five other people in there, maybe six <laughs> other people in there, and I was the only one laughing. I laughed a lot in this movie, <laughs> like a lot. But you know, out of the sheer ridiculousness of the premise and of the things that happen in it, and uh, I had a blast, so like I had a really good time, and I think it was very effective in that stomach churning. My hands were clammy, my feet were clammy because I was wearing sandals. It was really hot, so I wore sandals, so my feet got <laughs> clammy. Uh, I'm afraid of heights, so that's obviously really added to the experience to it. Right. Yeah, and I think the comparison to Beast, which I think is a really fair comparison because it is, in a sense, a a more small scale thriller like fall. The difference between beast and fall for me are fall was effective for the first two thirds of the movie. And in the last 30, 20 minutes, I was not a fan of fall when beast, I was kind of okay in the middle of it. And then I was a really big fan of the last 30 minutes of it. Really? Yes. Yes. I don't want to give too much away. Obviously, but I love the ending to Beast because I think it went in a direction I did not expect. Like, you kind of half expect, okay, whatever, spoilers, if you really want to watch Beast, <laughs> skip another couple minutes. But, like, I half expected Idris Elba to, like, beat the shit out of the lion or, like, to shoot the lion and kill it or, like, devise this trap to kill it. And it was, like, I don't know, some, like, big Rue Goldberg machine to kill this lion. <laughs> But the end, the ending to Beast is like he just he, he he lures it in front of other lions and then just gets proceeds to get mauled by it. <laughs> like his his big plan is to just get his ass kicked by this lion in front of other lions, so those lions kill the mean lion, which works. But like I was not expecting him to get his ass kicked. Like I was like, oh shit, he's getting fucking mauled right now, and I loved every second of that. That's okay, why I, I really like Beast. I'm resisting not like laughing my ass off right now because it literally is. It's like, he's just like, I'm going to go get mauled by this lion. And then such a, <laughs> the, such a decision. The, movie, <laughs> the movie ends and he's like a little, a little banged up. <laughs> like he was in full combat with this lion for like five minutes. I'm like, what the hell? Like, are these other lions ever going to come? Like, is he, is, is he supposed to like live through this right now? It was fucking ridiculous. And I was like, he never even took a shirt off. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I could not yeah. get on board. I, by the end, I was like, for some reason, sometimes I like when things are really stupid. <laughs> Beast, I don't, we'll talk about Beast, but. I mean, we're talking fall, about it now. Go ahead and, go yeah, to, go we're to, talking about it now. <laughs> go ahead, give, give me your opinion on Beast. Lots of tracking shots. I Don't love that. Watch. Yeah, I liked it too. Um, I thought it, it worked really well, kind of building the suspense with like, oh, where are the lions? But <laughs> it. Uh, I thought it was well made. The logic was just for some reason a little too silly for me. Um, yeah. Whereas in yeah. fall... Where, what? Where what? I thought maybe, wait, whoa, well, wait, where are you going with this? <laughs> the logic makes sense in fall? 
Yeah, I know. It's like a double standard. But well, with Fall, it was like so inherent to the premise. But with with Beast, I felt like there was maybe other ways they could have done it that were like Mm. less ridiculous. Okay. Um, I guess Beast takes itself a little bit more seriously. So when there is a lot of illogical moment, it's like kind of annoying where Fall feels like it knows it's a stupid movie and like how ridiculous it is for these girls to be on this tower that like it, mm-hmm. it's less frustrating, I guess. Yeah. And for you, yeah, it seems like we're a little bit swapped. Like I liked the ending of Fall 1 because I kind of thought it was like I liked how like morbid it was, but also no spoilers, but you pointed out how it... At this point, we're spoiling it all. It's okay, like, well, it you steals want to know that... <laughs> a twist. It steals a twist from another movie that I have not seen, but you have. So it Ugh. didn't bother me because I didn't it even know. It bothered me a lot. Yeah, so... Well, it bothered me a lot because I feel like this movie was promoted like 47 meters down, but it's fall and it's in the sky. So like <laughs> naturally, a lot of people went into this movie kind of relating the two films and so if you've seen that movie the twist is this is the same thing it's it's, it's identical but it makes way more sense in 47 years down because it's the result of an actual illness that could happen in real life like you could Mm -hmm. hallucinate while scooby diving really deep you could that could happen um and this one she hallucinates her friends alive for the last 40 minutes and 30 minutes of the movie um because she's traumatized i don't know i, I think well, that's what why. Is, like joe like the air is really thin up there <sighs> yeah <it is. laughs> that's a thing right like no, oxygen like altitude sickness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they don't like ever bring that up like in 47 meters down they constantly say be careful be careful like you could start hallucinating like be very careful so it's like constantly alluding to yeah, the fact like that you could in. be hallucinating and, and fall they never say like Oh, gotta be careful. The air is built in up there. You don't want to hallucinate. <laughs> so the the lady at the diner could have said that. Maybe she didn't though. She didn't. She didn't. I also found the subplot that her best friend was like fucking her husband. That was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> when they kept alluding to it in the movie, like she saw the tattoo, and then she like lo- looked Why at her the phone. Fuck are you getting a tattoo? Of your, like, best friend's husband. (laughs) Your best friend's husband. Spoilers. Well, you know, that's out the window. It's out the window. But, (laughs) anyways, so I enjoyed both Beast and Fall. I love the Beast ending, as stupid as it is. I love the ending to Fall. I don't like the ending to Fall, but it it is also pretty stupid. But, uh, anyways. Yeah. So I would recommend both of them, though. So, to be honest, I would say yay to both of them. You've got, I liked the ending of Fall, you liked the ending of Beast. If you like little, you know, small scale contained thrillers, I would say yay to both too. Dope. Okay, perfect. All right, let's move on. Uh, Secret Headquarters, did you check that out? Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh God, I know. Let's not spend too much time talking about this one. Look, Secret Headquarters is a movie where Owen Wilson plays like Wish Iron Man. Man. (laughs) (laughs) And Walker Scoville is his son. And they have like that oh, you're just a bad dad, and I wish you were my dad, but a better dad. And he's like, I'm sorry, son. I've been a superhero for the past 10 years. Um, That's the movie. This podcast is going off the rails. (laughs) Am I wrong? That's the movie. No, that's actually exactly the plot. (laughs) Secret Headquarters, I actually, I thought it was super bland, and then I thought the end was actually fun. 
Michael Pena is really um, good in it. He was good. He was funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the end was cute. And then he has his little, like, he has his little, like, middle school girlfriend. I don't know. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly said. Okay. Are we recommending it to people? I, you, I, I don't really think I would. No, I would not. Okay. I can't think of a situation where I'd say, you should watch Secret Headquarters. I can't either. Like, even if you, like, you see the poster, it's like, Owen Wilson isn't even in it for, like, half the movie. No, he's not. He's he's like in it for the first ten minutes, and then she he appears at the very end. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you can you can skip this one. Yeah, skip it. Okay. Uh, Day shift. This movie, you've been like way higher than I thought you would be on it. Let's just. I want to hear your day shift thoughts. Yeah, I know. Everyone made me like second guess myself because I gave it three out of five stars. And everyone, like, I put it in a TikTok and everyone's like, day shift was garbage, like, blah, blah, this blah. Is, this is so fascinating to me because this is the duality of, like, social media. Mm. You said day shift was good in your TikTok and people were like, no, nah, day shift sucks ass. <laughs> I said day shift sucked ass in my TikTok and, like, the amount of comments I received saying day shift was awesome, it should be higher than prey, fuck prey. What? <laughs> Insanity. Insanity. The day shift fandom. It's crazy. It's crazy. It happens every month. Well, what did you rate it? Like two stars? Two and a half. Oh, two and that's half. not even that bad. No, it's not. But like it happens every month. It happened last month with the gray man. It happened the month before with something else. There's always one movie that's like popular amongst people. And I'm like, nah, I was shit. And then it just happens every time. Yeah, I'm glad they like, yeah, that happened. Like gray man, really, I made a review kind of slamming it and people came out of the woodwork i don't even know who any of these people were but they found my video the gray man truthers and apparently they really liked it i'm I'm happy for them i but i'm happy for them too but i'm (laughs) yeah don't like Man. anyway that was me with day shift though because like i feel like a lot of these net like people are dumping it in with like the you know bad netflix movie trend yeah but i liked it more we've got like Stuff like Project Power and maybe related to that. I thought it was, I liked it better than Project Power. And I thought the action was fun. And I thought that Jamie Foxx and um, Dave Franco were really fun. Like for some, there was something about it that I was like, you know what? I think this worked and I thought it was fun. And I would watch another one. I would watch more Day Shift movies. Wow. Don't say that. Don't don't manifest that, please. <laughs> don't, <laughs> Netflix, don't, don't listen. <laughs> Netflix is so confusing right now. They dumped $100 million into this movie, and it's like... It was that... Wow, I didn't know it was that. It just makes expensive. no sense to me, because it feels like they made a statement like, oh, we're going to really focus on what we put out now, and we really want to not spend money, you know, like crazy people, and then they are, though, so... I don't know. Um, I don't get it. It's better than Red Notice. Like, it's better than that. Uh, what? Well, anything's better than yeah, Red I, Notice. That was another movie, though. Last year, when I said Red Notice sucked, like, there were people coming out of their woodwork for Red Notice. Well, that was, yeah. So I watched Red Notice, and I gave it, like, and this was stupid because it wasn't like it was April Fool's Day or anything, but I gave it 4.5 out of 5 stars and wrote, a, like, a joke review, and people were, like, agreeing with me. And I was like, no, I, it was a joke. <laughs> yeah, this is a really bad movie. But, you know. Day Shift is better than that. I will give Day Shift credit for being really, really entertaining action-wise. Love mm-hmm. that. Really love that they went for it on the action side of things because it doesn't hold back on that. And I think 
if you're watching it for that, that's great. It does that. I could care less for the story. I thought the story was pretty lame. Um, Dave Franco kind of bothered me a little bit in the movie, but really, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, I, I mean, like I would say, you want to turn something on for some like fun action? That's not a terrible option. I mean, it's not the first yeah. action movie I'd recommend to you, but it's not the worst one either. Did you know that they had a bunch of contortionists that did like the stunts oh. for the vampires? No, I did not. That's I think it yeah. really dope though. It was on like Netflix's TikTok or something. I saw that they were like, yeah. I thought it was, I was, I was watching and I was like, how the heck did they do this with special effects? But it was like real people just like bending around like that. Oh, very cool. That makes me appreciate the movie a little bit more. Yeah. I love that. Love that. Uh, Okay. So you're recommending it yay or nay? I'd say it's a yay. Okay. I'm like. From me. In the middle. Yay slash nay. Mostly nay, but if you're really, really bored, (laughs) yay. Uh, Let's see. Beast we talked about. Oh, next one. Orphan First Kill. Oh, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Orphan First Kill rules. <laughs> I love Orphan Truther's First Kill. Orphan Truther's Rise. Uh, I, you know what? I was really skeptical. I want to make that very clear to people. Very skeptical about this movie. Uh, I love the first one a lot. I remember watching that when I was younger. Mind blown over the twist. Just like jaw dropped. <laughs> was not ready for it. Uh, so naturally, there's a lot of skepticism with this movie. How do you... One, make a prequel about a movie that's already been, you know, spoiled. We know the twist. And two, if you are going to make it, how could you possibly live up to that twist? I think it does a really good job living up to it, if I'm being honest. Um, I agree because I, yeah, I knew nothing about it going in. Um, And especially with it being Julia Stiles, I I thought it was going to be a total rehash, to be honest. And so I thought thought so too. Yeah, my expectations were really low, and that happened. And I was like, "This is fucking delicious! Like, (laughs) I that is really smart, and this is really fun." It just became like, "Well, okay, we're not spoiling." This one I won't spoil. This one I won't spoil. It's twisty and it's and it's very psychological and it's love it. Yeah, they really commit to the bit in this one. It's like Mm -hmm. we know this is a ridiculous story and we're gonna make it more ridiculous. Yes. Um, And the best part about the twist, in my opinion, is that it happens like halfway through the movie. So then you get like another forty minutes of straight pandemonium <laughs> yeah and i, I actually it. i th- well what did you rate it i think you liked it a little bit more than me oh i for sure i give it three and a half okay i give it three and i feel like i would i would give it higher on a rewatch because i know what like the tone is gonna be like because mm, i fair, thought fair, the fair. like you said it had like the twist happens halfway through and i thought that middle section was excellent and then i thought everything that happened around it was a little weaker but it was definitely fully committed to being just outrageous and sometimes a little goofy and i think if i watched it again i'd I'd come around to that a little more it's definitely starting to build its own cult following on the internet too Mm -hmm. i've seen a lot of orphan first kill fans on twitter and uh it's great. It's been a fun time really loving this movie because there's yeah. just some like ridiculous moments to it. Some of the dialogue towards the end with Julia Stiles is just fucking spot on. I, I don't want to <laughs> spoil it. I don't want to say it. So this is a, definitely a movie that I think if you were skeptical about it, give it a shot because it, it's a really fun time. I would highly recommend this. Yes, but watch the original Orphan. Watch the original Orphan. First. Yeah. If you if, there, if 
if it's already been spoiled for you, that's okay. Still watch it. Uh, if it hasn't happens, if it hasn't been spoiled for you, uh, fucking watch it because it's dope as hell. It is. I watched it for the first time when I was younger too, and so I hadn't watched it for a while, but I did know the twist. And watching it a second time, I there was so much to appreciate about it. Really? Even I think it's so good. Like I'm like a big Sinister stan, but rewatching Orphan, I was like, I think I like Orphan more than Sinister. Interesting. Um, I haven't seen either in a really long time, but I okay. feel like if I rewatch both of them, I might be in that same camp. Also, Vera Farmiga is like True. underrated True. horror queen. She's so good. She's great. She's great. Also, shout out to Orphan's First Kills, like whole filmmaking team. All of it was shot with practical effects. Oh, yeah. No special effects to de-age Isabel Furman. All of it was body doubles or uh, forced perspective. Just like... That level of attention and detail is so admirable. Like, it's why we watch movies, because people care enough to put that kind of care into a movie. Like, I I love it. I gush over things like that. That makes me so happy. Exactly. I saw behind-the-scenes pictures of them all wearing platform heels, and I was like, that's amazing. Makes me so warm and fuzzy inside. I love that. That makes me happy. So Yeah. Because it's definitely a movie, like that you question how could they de-age Isabel Furman and make her look like she's young. And I mean, obviously at times it feels like she's not, but I thought they did a really good job making her seem like she's 11 years old again. No, exactly. It it translated really well. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty seamless considering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Next one, next movie. This is another example of people fucking coming out of the woodwork to hunt me down. (laughs) Samaritan. Oh, really? Do you have no idea the amount of people who are like, Samaritan rules? I think it's just like obsessive Sly Stallone fans who love Samaritan, mm-hmm. like blindly allegiant towards Stallone and his work, mm-hmm. which is fine, whatever, like like his work. Uh, Samaritan sucks ass. I'm sorry. That movie is not good. <laughs> like, I will be blunt as hell. This movie was not good. And I think if it was rated R then it could have been good, which is a strange thing to say, but I feel like the violence or like the action in this movie was so like, I've seen more violent action in like the MCU movie than I've seen in the Samaritan, which is crazy. Like, I feel like if you're going to make a movie about this superhero who's washed up, make it violent, have him like rip people's arms off and like throw people off roofs or something like be cool. Like this isn't even that. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'm really with you. The whole time, like, what I said in my Letterboxd review was that, like, they were telling this, like, really cool legend and, like, the opening credits and kept referring to it. And I'm like, I kind of want to see a movie about that. Like, right? why do I want to see... I, I love Sylvester Stallone a lot, too. But, you know, I don't want to see him walking around, like, grumbling for three quarters <laughs> of the movie. I want to see him fucking man. kick some ass. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was like, and there wasn't much action when there was action... You know, it wasn't the greatest. It was like, I love the concept. Like, I love like these kind of classic, like, you know, yeah, darker. I mean, we've seen the darker take on superheroes a million times at this point. But I don't know. I was really interested by the concept. And I thought it just kind of ended up being like a nothing movie. Basically. What do you think of the twist? Um, I liked the twist. I just wish it was in a better movie, you know? Yeah. I actually um, thought the twist was decent. Like I, I wasn't. I'm not gonna sit there and, and lie and say I was. I knew from the beginning that was a twist. Um, I thought it was actually a pretty interesting twist and a cool reveal. 
But yeah, I agree completely. Wish it was in a better movie. Yeah, like I think if they if there were like some interesting themes that it was tied into that they were like executing well, it'd be like, wow, that's like really did it emotionally impactful. But it was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. I'm okay. Skip another minute or two because I need to ask Sydney this. <laughs> Do they explain why he goes good? Like why he becomes a good guy? Um, you know what? I don't have an answer. I don't think so. Because he kills his brother, who's the good guy, and then he becomes a good guy, or he stops being a bad guy. But or maybe they... it's to say he was like misunderstood. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember like a conversation. Like there wasn't a conversation between him and his brother. Like you're better than this. Don't do it. <laughs> and then he kills him on accident. And then he's like, "Oh fuck, I should be a good guy." That doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. So yeah, uh, you know, I don't remember that being, adre- <laughs> being being addressed. Maybe I was tuned out. Uh, but if if neither of us remembers that being a thing, then maybe I don't they remember. just forgot. I could have tuned out. It was uh, it was <laughs> definitely one of those movies where I was like, I tuned out sometimes. So yeah. Uh, okay, I'm not recommending Samaritan. Are you? Me either. Okay. But you know, I, you know, I, I I wanted better for Samaritan, but. I want Can't better for all. every movie. I, I, I never want a movie <laughs> to be bad. I never want a movie yeah. to fail. I want better for every single movie. I, I didn't want luck to suck, but guess what? It did. Like, it happens sometimes. So, yeah. you know, call call it as it is, right? <laughs> Breaking. Did you watch Breaking? I did watch Breaking. Oh, how was it? Um, It was good. It, it was very different than I was expecting. Um, for anyone who's interested in seeing it, it feels very, um, it feels very indie. It is not like a heist thriller. I think if you watched the trailer and weren't really paying attention, maybe it would like come across that way, but it's based on a true story. It's a very grim kind of commentary on, um, like how a lot of people get, neglected in the u.s and by like welfare systems specifically um veterans affairs and and like assistance john boyega is really good and michael k williams is really good r.i.p 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 um when they are interacting in the movie it's like very riveting but otherwise it was a little like the tone was a little wonky like sometimes it's funny and I think sometimes it slips into uh, cliches. It's definitely, honestly, I think it's worth checking out. I give it three out of five stars because I do think it's, you know, it's like, I don't know, remember if it's a directorial debut. Um, but again, it's very indie, but the concept is really important. It made me cry. There's a lot of good acting in it. Um, so I say check it out, maybe when it's on streaming or something. Okay. I want to watch it. I like John Boyega a lot. Uh, I love Michael K. Williams. I'm a huge fan of The Wire. So I would definitely watch this. I just didn't get a chance to watch it. So we are taking your recommendation as a yay. Cool. Okay. The Invitation, did you watch that? No, I didn't. Such a polarizing movie. I know. There's kind of like like the vampire girlies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was I really mean, good. It sounds been... like... A lot of people who say that like this was marketed completely wrong and should have been marketed towards the vampire girlies, the fangirl kind of section of pop culture because that's what it's really geared towards. 
but the trailers for this made it seem like, oh, it's ready or not. And that's the movie, but it's clearly not that. Yeah, I I kind of thought the trailer gave the entire thing away, but it sounds like there's kind of this other aspect to it. Um, people said specifically the romance. That's kind of fun. Um, yeah. I'm down so, for romances. I mean, I don't read like fan fiction or anything, but like I'm down for romance yeah, vampires you know, sometimes. Some guilty pleasure, melodrama yeah. type stuff. I, I was going to see it, actually. I saw Breaking and... Something, oh, Breaking and Beast I saw on the same night, and I was going to see The Invitation instead of Breaking, but it said it was sold out. It was like, it was like oh, a damn. Wednesday, it was like a Wednesday night, and it was sold out. I was like... Wednesday night book club. Is that true? I know. I was very surprised, <laughs> but hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but my co-host, Clara, who is on the podcast real time, they loved it, and they definitely fit that... Uh, fan fiction vampire romance type of lover so they loved it and i think that if you're into that then check it out you know don't go yeah. into it expecting what you're not go into expecting hot vampires and uh some of that stuff which is cool too yeah okay. i i my interest is peaked i think i'm definitely going to be watching it i would watch it yeah i, w- I would watch it <laughs> glass of red wine check it out sure yeah. okay 3,000 Years of Longing. Oh, man. Yes. This made me oh, so man. sad. I uh, We gave it the same score, I think. Did we? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I was being a little harsh on it, but I, as a major George Miller stan, just Mad Max Free Road is perfect. Babe 2, Pig in the City is a lot better than people <laughs> give credit. Happy Feet 1 is a cool movie, and obviously the original Mad Maxes are great. Also, Lorenzo's Oil, I watched that in high school. Really emotional movie kind of wow. lame but you know what it's it's a fun movie it's uh okay. well it's not fun it's about a really serious illness so maybe it's not fun but it's a decent movie um anyways off track big george miller stan love his work i was really pumped for this clearly the studios had no idea how to market this because they just decided to not market it at all <laughs> Uh, this movie bombed at the box office. I think it might be up there with some of the worst performing films uh, compared to its budget. Oh my god, catastrophic! Of the entire year, it's like this and Moonfall are the two worst performing movies Wait, of Moonfall? the year. Ugh. Oh, Moonfall made shit money compared to its budget. Guys, you're like I'm such a Moonfall stan. You I guys am not are letting me down. <laughs> if the Moonfall didn't like go into like the conspiracy bullshit, I think I would have liked it more. But interesting. Not a fan. It, it just taps into the wrong type of people, and I don't. I'm not a fan of that. Um, I liked it. Moonfall had a budget of 138 to 146 million dollars, <laughs> and it grossed roughly 59 million dollars. Oh my gosh! Well, so, uh, well, what was? Do you know 3,000 years budget? 3,000 years of longing had a budget of 60 million dollars, and it made a total of nine million dollars. <laughs> so uh, it's hard to hear. <laughs> That's rough. And we're talking about George fucking Miller. I know. Why would they not be like, it's like from the director of Mad Max Fury Road comes this mythological romance. <laughs> like, it's like, it's a little, it should have been it's a, a little like tough. a grand slam home run to market this. Like, it's not that hard. You have two of the biggest, I mean, Tilda Swinton is maybe more of an indie darling. She's definitely mm. in 
I mean, she's in MCU. She was so in Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she know we are aware of Tilda Swin, but it's Idris Elba. This should have been an easy home run market. Like, what are they doing? Um, but anyways, that's besides the point. I still wasn't a huge. I love. I like the movie. I don't love it. And yeah, my disappointment really just stems from the fact that I have really high expectations for George Miller, and this didn't live up to them. And that's maybe unfair. But when you're George Miller, you kind of bring this clout with you. And there is expectation. Like, you can't deny there's expectations with George Miller. I love the first two-thirds of the movie, like, a lot. Um, and then the I think the last act is so bad, it almost ruined the movie. I completely agree. And, yeah, we gave it the same. You gave it three out of five, right? Yeah, I did. And I had the feeling, like, maybe I am being a little too harsh because those first two acts were so, were really great. But... I do think he, like, maybe he kind of told on himself a little bit in the third act because it just, I, it was really strange. Like, it was kind of odd. Like, it introduced it so all these new things that I'm like, this really wasn't necessary. And it also poked some holes in, like, their relationship with each other for me, which I know was not supposed to be, like, strictly a romance or whatever. But, but it kind of goes that way. Like, it's trying it to does. go that way. Yeah, and there are other aspects to it where she, like, very briefly is like, well, I wished for it, so I didn't really give you a choice. And I'm like, oh, are we going to explore that, or is the movie just going to end? Yeah, <laughs> and and it, sure, sure enough, <laughs> it just kind of ended after also introducing kind of how he couldn't exist in, like, the modern world or whatever. Which, it's an adaptation, so clearly there is a lot that happens yeah, yeah. in, like, the book or whatever that... Um, you know, he was trying to he was trying to explore, but it did just feel like it it really rushed to get to a lot in that third act. When before then, I was really enjoying just kind of this kind of like chill vibe of exploring some some mythology and and yeah. some really interesting stories that he was telling. For those who haven't seen it or don't even know about it, because hell, you may not even know about it because they didn't market it. Basically, Idris Elba plays a djinn, which is a genie, and uh, Tilda Swin rubs a lamp, and he pops out, and he's like, you gotta make your wishes. If you make your wishes, I get to be set free, and she's like, nah, dog, I'm a scholar. I know everything about stories. I know things go wrong all the time, so I'm not gonna make any wishes. So he spends the first two-thirds of the movie telling her stories about prior lamp holders, who did make wishes and like how it worked out and basically to convince her to make wishes. And these stories are fun. You know, they, they're definitely reaching into a lot of mythology and there's like a lot of creativity. It's, it's a lot of fun to like visit the history of this djinn. And then as soon as she makes her wish, that's when things like kind of go off the rails and like it just goes in so many different directions. Like it just loses all focus and then it ends the most like abrupt ending i was shocked it ended. like i couldn't believe it ended um really disappointed with her three thousand years of longing because i think it just had so much potential and it was clearly there and it just fell off so I, i'm really interested to know more about this movie kind of behind the scenes wise i feel like there could be a lot that we're not being told maybe about what was cut or like why this wasn't marketed i just feel like there's like there's something we're missing here yeah i definitely think there were yeah 
Uh, yeah, I know. I wonder what George Miller would have to say about it if there was something that kind of went wrong and how and how it got translated. But um, yeah, I, I I'm glad it got made, and I do think people should see it. Like I think especially this yeah. brand of fantasy is becoming increasingly rare, and I thought the special effects were great and visually it was so like imaginative and magical. Um, and so, I mean, we'll get to our vote for it, but it would be a yay for me just cause you know, yeah, I think it, it is a bummer when a third act can kind of tank something like this, but I think it's still worth the watch. I, I, I agree. I think that in a world where we get so much, I mean, commercialized shit. At least this is somewhat original. Like, there's an original story here. It's, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's an adaptation of a book, but it's an original story. It's something we really haven't seen in a movie before. It's it's very different, and I think that alone warrants a watch. But I just, I mean, maybe really to heed your expectations, don't expect a lot from it. But I would love to, to for people to watch it and like tell me what they felt about it because I think it's definitely a good conversation starter to like talk about this movie. Yes, which is more than you can say for some stuff coming out. Exactly. I think that's the important part. It was ambitious and it's it's different. 100% exactly that. I would agree with that. So uh, last movie I have listed here is a movie called Me Time uh, with Mark Wahlberg and Kevin Hart. I refuse to watch this. I did not watch it. Oh, you I didn't refuse. watch it? <laughs> I won't watch it. I feel like... I was like... going to say I refuse to acknowledge this movie's existence. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there was so much shit in august like there was so there were so many movies in august that were just not good and i forced myself to watch it for the sake of watching it and me time came out like the last week of august and i was like no i'm not gonna do it like i just (laughs) i don't want to put myself through this anymore like i watched samaritan i watched secret headquarters you know i watched luck like i don't need to like continue to be a sadist like i'm just gonna watch (laughs) movies i want to watch and so i turned on robert altman movies and that was a lot of fun uh but i'm glad i didn't because this movie has like a seven percent rotten tomatoes it's supposed to be trash did you did you watch it yeah i did oh my god it was not good it's it's like i mean you know whatever like it's like mark Wahlberg, kevin hart it's one of those movies that feels like it was made in a machine like it's like i it's like i don't know man what's it about (laughs) It's disheartening. It's about, <laughs> it's about like Kevin Hart plays like this dad who thinks he's like getting boring. And oh, so God. his family like goes off with like his kids go off with their mom and like they're married. But for some reason, they're only away with the mom. Is Mark so Wahlberg he- like his like old buddy who likes to party or something? Oh, my gosh, Joe. Is that is that it? You're right. You're right on. God. <laughs> yeah. He's like his like you know immature yeah guy who's like turning 40 it's like his 40th birthday party or whatever and they go out and it's like this weird like burning man type shit in the middle of the desert and then you find out that his friend's like actually in debt and like you know kevin hart learns about himself and maybe you know oh i'm fun i don't know i you know i don't even want to talk about it anymore this is what i mean (laughs) like netflix has made some really interesting decisions over the last couple of months like to come out and say hey 
we're losing a lot of subscribers. We're going to change. There was an article earlier in June, July. I was just reading into this. That's why I know this. Um, where Netflix came out and said, yes, no more Irishmen. No more carte blanche. We're not going to give directors as much freedom to do whatever they want. Where we want big event films. And like, me time is what we're getting. Like, wow. This this is what's like pissing me off about Netflix. It's like this, like... They're obviously greenlighting some others, like award stuff. White Noise is going to come out later this year. It's an award mm-hmm. movie. Bardo is a Netflix movie that's getting mixed reviews, but it's a, an awards movie. So, like, clearly they know which movies are, like, awards worthy. But, like, me time? I don't know. Uh, well, who knows? Like, it's, like, before, like, when, when they dumped money into something. Like, before they kind of realized what they needed to change. But... I don't know. They've just got so much money. Well, who? I don't know what their situation is now. But it does seem like it's like Netflix movies just like pop out of thin air. They do pop out of thin air. And so it's like, why not just be like, hey, you know, here's $100 million. Go make a movie with two famous people. I wish I had the budget you know, of me time because I'm currently trying to look it up and it's like not anywhere. Find it? No, it's hidden. Netflix knows that we're trying to find it. It's they don't probably too much. They're like embarrassed. Oh, probably. <laughs> I bet you they spent like... 10 million on both of those actors like i mean kevin hart and and mark Wahlberg are not small time actors these are like two of the main actors working today so Mm -hmm. 10 million each on them alone yeah so a 20 million dollar movie for what for shit i'm I'm sorry like it's just so so frustrating (laughs) if you liked me time i'm you know I'm happy for you. They're, 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 I'm sure there are, you know, there are probably families out there who watched it and had a good oh, time. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm sure Netflix is capitalizing on. Those yes. families who, like, turned it on to watch it with their family. Like, oh, Kevin Hart, Mark Wahlberg are in this. Let's watch it. Like, that's exactly what they're trying to capitalize on. But Yeah. And, and you know, it's not like it's, like, the worst movie ever made. It's just, like, I'm so exhausted of these generic, like... Yeah, that's exactly You know, what I mean. throw away. It's just, you know, you can do anything with a bunch of money. Yeah. But wow. Okay, me time. So you're recommending it to everybody or what? Um yeah, you all should definitely watch it. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <laughs> August, uh, that was my recap that's what I've written down. Any movies I missed that you did watch you want to mention? Um oh, what did an honor society come out in August? So, I had it written down. Technically it came out like July 30th. Oh. So I took it off. But I did watch it in August, and I liked it a lot. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did watch it. I just haven't... I didn't tell you, and I meant to, because you had mentioned it as, like, a pleasant surprise, and I totally agree. I thought yeah. it came out in August. That's my bad, but... Oh, no, no. I, I, hey, I thought it did, too. I put it in my August recap video, so oh, I completely oh, 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 thought right. it did as well. Um, and then I'm someone told me, oh, July information. 30th. I know, I know. But, uh, yeah, we can talk about it. Honor Society, Paramount Plus movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it a lot. I mean, like... It was more fun than I thought it would be. Yeah, the script was like pretty sharp. It was kind of yeah. like it's kind of like Easy A light. I didn't think it was as good as Easy A, but all oh, of them yeah, actually good, good looked like they were in high school, which was nice. This but is true. This is true. They all look like they're in high school. It had um, a little, you know, sprinkle of like sociopaths. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it was good. It was it was it was charming. It's a Paramount Plus movie. It's basically about a girl named Honor. Terrible name. They don't even mention how bad her <laughs> name is, by the way, which is that's a little frustrating in itself. Um, she's a straight A student, 
she's trying to get to college uh very cliche high school story stereotypes you know we're all in this together type deal um stick to the status quo get your head in the game what are some high school musical songs did i get them all um uh i was gonna say breaking free get your head in the game yeah 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 Yeah. i don't know i wasn't a high school musical kid wow that's a Wow, it's a different conversation for a different day. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Anyways, very cliche high school story, but she's trying to get to college. She learns that to get a letter of recommendation, she needs to compete against three other classmates. So she spends the movie trying to sabotage those classmates so they don't get the letter of recommendation. Um, So yeah, like you said, a little bit sociopath vibes to it, but there's a twist in it that was pretty good, a little unexpected, and I, I had a good time. Like a really good time. The lead is played by Angori Rice. I looked up her name several times. It is pronounced Angori Rice. Okay. Fantastic. She's great in it. Oh, she was really great. Yeah. So I like the movie a lot. I would recommend it to people. Yeah. For like, in terms of like these like, you know, cliche, I wouldn't even call it cliche in a lot of ways, but these little high school movies, it's a really solid watch. Yeah. I would I would actually, it was one of my favorites of the month even though it wasn't an august movie yeah yeah it was my i think when i ranked august it was like my third uh fourth in the top i believe i have it as uh, fourth yep yeah i think so as well so all right what was your favorite your favorite watch of august my favorite watch of august was prey same same most disappointing most disappointing yeah, which is different than worst. I think than most worst, yeah. disappointing, huh, it might have been either Samaritan or, I hate to say 3,000 Years of Longing, but I did have, you know, I was hoping it would be really good. But it was, I have it ranked third for the month. I still liked it. I just, you know, was hoping for better. Same. I it's, If I'm choosing a disappointing one, it's 3,000 Years of Longing. Mm-hmm. I had a little bit more expectation for it. Uh most surprising? Any any pick for that? Um, probably either Bullet Train or or you know Orphan First Kill. Orphan was a First nice, Kill, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Orphan First Kill Hive. I'm gonna get an yeah, Orphan First I'm Kill probably tattoo. Orphan. This and, and you know, <laughs> Prey was also a really nice. That was yeah. a good, that was a win. Really good point. Prey was a good surprise. I liked that mm-hmm. a lot. And then the worst of the month. I mean, maybe for me, it's Samaritan. Uh, Samaritan for me. Um, me time for yeah. sure. I haven't seen Me Time. I- I'll choose Me Time, even though I haven't seen it. So okay, I'll choose yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dope. A safe bet. Okay. Uh, well, that's uh, our August recap. So to revisit that month, uh, do you feel the same that you that it was a good month or what? No, I was wrong. I can admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> but, you know, I always try to be optimistic. Yeah, that's good. That's and good. it's still fun that. to, you know, it's fun to talk about any kind of movie. Exactly. And, you know, I think it's a little safer to say that September is going to be good. I agree with you. I'm definitely more optimistic about September. I'm excited for a few different movies. Are you picking, mm-hmm. if you have to pick one, what are you most excited for? Oh, gosh, only one. You know, I'm really excited for The Woman King because I feel like, yeah, hype has been like very gradually building for that movie. And I asked on my Instagram story what everyone's most excited for. Definitely a lot of don't worry, darling responses just because everyone's so curious because of the drama. Um, See how they run. 
I, I think just got its first reactions and they were pretty good. Oh, fun. Um, fun, fun. How about you? If I'm picking one for September, I'm I'm actually really excited for Woman King. I'm seeing that on Friday. So I'm really excited about what, that. What? How? Are you going to the premiere? Not a premiere. It's like a weird, some type of event. I don't know. I, just, I don't know. I'm seeing it on Friday, and then I'm really excited for it. Uh, I'm actually really excited for Pearl. I was a big fan of X, so I'm really excited for Pearl. Okay, me too. Um, oh, Blonde. Want... Not excited for Blonde, if I'm being Whoa. honest. Whoa, why not? Well, Be careful. straight up, it's because <laughs> it's a fictitious retelling of Marilyn Monroe's life that the book includes a rape scene and that never happened in real life and the movie's nc-17 so i am kind of worried if i'm being honest kinda well worried. so ana de armas just came out saying that she doesn't actually know why it's nc-17 oh, um like that good. kind of confused her yeah i mean we will see i do see you know the exploitative angle to it that's the worry i'm not yeah. not excited i'm just concerned that's all I'm de- I yeah so maybe I'm less excited and I am definitely curious. Yeah. No, I am too. I am too. So we shall see. Um gosh, what else? I mean, I'm excited for see how they run. It's getting so little marketing though that I will not be surprised if it ends up being like no one watches it. Yeah, um, which is sad cuz I feel like Sorcha Ronan hasn't been in anything big in like a little bit. Yeah, when's the last like little women? Like yeah, that was 2019. Kinda. It's been a couple of years. Uh, yeah. she was in um, French Dispatch, right? Yeah. No. Oh, was she? Oh my gosh! But so briefly. Yeah. She was in like one of them as like a really small character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's been a minute. We've had a, a Sersha movie, so I'm surprised it's not getting more steam. Yeah. Um, I think that's basically it. I'm not like not excited for Clerks three, and wait, what is Qu- Clerks three about? Why is it three? It's the third Clerks movie. I, I don't even know what that is. Clerks? Clerks? No. Clerk Clerks? The first Clerks? You haven't seen the first Clerks? No. Kevin Smith? Oh. Well, that is definitely worth a watch. Clerks 1 is, is really, really good. It's basically just like a super indie comedy that took the world by storm when it came out. Uh, Clerks 2 is just okay. And Clerks 3 is who knows how it's going to be. But it's basically okay. just like the lives of these... Uh, convenience store workers but clerks one is great i highly recommend it it's kind of like a indie comedy staple like it definitely redefined not redefined but definitely revolutionized like a new type of indie comedy and it's like one of those movies that had such a small budget but made a shit ton of money type deal okay i'll definitely watch it because yeah that's a blind spot for me but i've seen a lot of people being um excited for that and also bros i'm interested oh i'm so excited for bros i'm not gonna lie I, the amount of times I've seen that trailer and still laugh every time. Every yeah, time. I know. I just saw it for the first time in the theater because I don't I don't really seek out trailers anymore unless it, I'm at same, the movies. Same. But yeah, I was like, wow, this, uh, I'm excited. It looks really funny. Very excited for that one. I could care less about Pinocchio, if I'm being honest. But uh, I, I know. Pinocchio. I'm like, who? Where, where are all these Pinocchio movies coming from? Who asked for this? I have no idea. I have no I've idea. I've never been intrigued by him. The premiere is tonight, and oh, wow. I'm not I'm not upset I didn't get invited. That's it's okay. <laughs> I don't get invited to a lot of things in life. That's perfectly fine. It it, it happens, but mm. I can't help but think a part of me 
I didn't get invited because I've been trashing that movie for the last two, <laughs> two months. <laughs> Guillermo follows you on TikTok. He's like, don't invite Cinema Joe. No, 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 no. This is the Disney one. Oh, the wait, this Tom is Hanks the Disney one? one? Yeah. <sighs> See, it's like I can't even keep them all straight in my head. Yeah, no, the, the Guillermo del Toro one I am psyched for okay. because I'm a GDT stand for life. I will watch anything he does. <laughs> Plus, it's stop motion. A lot to love in that version. It's. I think it'll be a lot more fun retelling. Okay. Uh, or at least a lot scarier. Okay, is, the Disney one, for the sure. Tom Hanks I'm one. Like, why is that happening? Guillermo yes. will at least have like a different take. Yeah, and sure. a voice. And, yeah. and a voice, and I'm really excited. But the Disney one, it's like, I also am getting the posters confused. Like, I didn't even really know the Disney one existed until recently. Yeah, that's and... that, that premiere was tonight. That's what I, that's what I mean. All right, well. <laughs> okay, if it was the Guillermo one, I'd be like, oh, that's sad. But I don't think, oh, yeah, I think I would, you're probably I would, not missing out on much. I would be heartbroken if, uh, you know. I, I mean, it's okay if I don't get invited to that either. I wouldn't be heartbroken. But I haven't been trashing that one because uh, I'm excited for it. And I like GT yeah. a lot. But the Disney one, I have been trashing because it doesn't look very good. So yeah. I guess we'll find out in a couple. It comes out on Friday on Disney+. Plus. So Okay. But anyways, okay, that's September. We got our movies that we're excited for. Um, anything else? I think that's it, right? I don't think so. I'm excited. If we reconvene for September, there's going to be, uh, like, I mean, as the year, you know, as we make it through the year, more and more it's festival big conversation. Yes. Yeah. Big, a lot big, of award stuff topics. coming out. Oh, okay. I, this episode's getting a little long, but if you had to pick one awards movie <laughs> you're most excited for, what is it? Oh, one awards movie. I know excited is a tricky word because I've been looking forward to the whale for a long time, but it's one of those movies where it's like, I'm more intrigued, like it's tricky and I really have to see it and then see how it turns out. But also Avatar. Yes. Um, Same, same. Also Babylon. We just got those first pictures. Ah, We did get first pictures today. Those were Uh, exciting. I'm excited for all those. I think that over the past week, the new film I'm most excited for is Tar. Just just Tar. Okay. Tar. Just Tar. Uh, apparently, Kate Blanchett is like a shoe-in for a nomination for Best Actress. Some people are saying it's like the, her best role of her entire career. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for Tar. Okay. I have heard great things. I'm with you. But with, yeah, with stuff, I don't know. It's hard to I'm it's excited. hard to gauge the stuff because some people are just so into award season. There's a lot of hyperbole out there. Yeah. But I'm excited for a lot of stuff to come out. So it'll be a crazy couple months. It will be. Perfect. All right, Sydney. Uh, you've been on the podcast like a few times now, but one last time, where can everybody find you? You can find me on most social media, Letterboxd, TikTok. I'm getting back on YouTube this week because I just saw Barbarian and I have a lot oh, of yeah. thoughts. I know. I saw um, your your review on it and I'm disappointed in you. Oh, did you see my review? I posted it like right before this podcast. I know. I, I jumped on Letterboxd before you jumped on. Right. I saw your well, review and I was like, wow. Whatever. It's September recap. We again. can we can hash it out. <laughs> Mal- malignant. Uh, malignant wipes the floor but that's a different i mean i like malignant a lot but okay this yeah (laughs) we're we're not we're getting off track anyways (laughs) yeah youtube tiktok twitter instagram sydney volpe v-o-l-p-e and i have my link tree you can get to all my other stuff if you like movies 
As always, I will link all of Sydney's information in the description of the episode so it's easy to find. Um, all right. Well, Sydney, until the end of September, I will talk to you later. And everybody else, next week is an episode. I don't know what it is. I think it might be a mailbag <laughs> episode, if I'm being honest. But, a uh, what episode? A mailbag episode. Like, what is mail? Uh, like you get mail? Like people ask me questions and I answer the questions on the episode. Oh, that yeah. sounds fun. I'll be tuning I hope. In. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but anyways, it was great uh, talking to you, Sydney, and everybody else. I will see you guys next week. Goodbye, listeners. Mm-hmm.